You are listening to listener-supported Elisha Space Podcast, where we discuss topics of faith and mental health. Today, we have Della Davis-Butler, who is a plus-size model who has an incredible story about how she learned to love to be in the skin she's in. Let's hear her story. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us, audience, with Elisha Space. We're here with another special episode. And I am so, so excited to um, have you come in with us and join us today. Today, I have a very good friend of mine. I'm not even going to begin to tell you how long we have known each other. And <laughs> she um, is a plus size model and is also known to be the queen of intimacy. And today we are going to talk about how important it is to love being in the present skin you're in while being in your healing journey. And her name is Parsha Della Butler. Um, I wanted to let you guys meet her, meet the awesomeness of her, She's a plus size model. She is very comfortable in the skin she mm -hmm. is. And she is also very much into not being afraid of just being who she is and showing her sexiness along the way. So Parsha, I'd welcome you to this show. And can you just start by maybe introducing yourself to the audience and letting us know how you got to where you are today? Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that wonderful, loving introduction. Um, <laughs> and see, this is what happens when you know too much about a person. <laughs> you know, so, so your audience, you're going to have to bear with us today because um, I'm going to try to behave. Um, okay. But yes, my middle name is I am Parsha, um, but I have a whole long 15 name name and that's a whole nother uh, podcast <laughs> but today um, I am happy to come on and to share my journey of self-love I am happy to come on and to share my journey of just self-appreciation um, it did not happen um, overnight and it did not start when I was little um, I had to learn how to love myself I had to learn how to like myself. Um, and I'm grateful to have friends um, that have loved me along the way because it's been a journey. Um, so, you know, today at the wonderful 48 years of life that I am, um, I am proud to say that I love every inch and every fluff of me. Um, <laughs> a quick story. I went to my cardiologist a couple months ago because last year I had about with COVID and um, pneumonia. And he was like, you know, in order for you to stay healthy, you need to lose some weight. I said, okay, how much weight do you want me to lose? Now, for everybody that doesn't know me, I'm, I'm short. I look tall in my pictures because I have a lot of hair and I know how to put it up. But I'm only five foot two. Um, but I can make myself look like I'm five foot six or seven. And so I'm five foot two and over 200 pounds. We're going to leave it like that. So he was like, oh, I want you to get down to like 140, 150. No, that was college. That was early 20s. I was before kids. I have earned the right to be fat and fluffy. 
He's been my doctor for years. He knows what he's doing. I respect him. But I had to let him know that at this age, I am not kidding myself to get back to what I used to look like. Because I don't know like that. I love how I look. I love mm-hmm. the kindness that my children have given me and my husband's have I'm doing. So, no, I'm not trying to get into this. We might be. So, and I explained that to him. And so we came to a, na- a nice, happy medium to right under 200. Now, don't ask me if I got there or not, but we're still working on that. But that was our agreement. <laughs> and so, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to find that space within yourself that you like. One thing, because that's how I started. When I grew up as a little girl, <clears throat> here we go. Some of my family members are going to hear this. They're going to be in their feelings, but the truth is the truth. Um, I'm very dark-skinned. Um, during that time, I was beautiful little, in your dark skin. I love my melanin. I love dark kisses all over me. However, most of the time, dark skinned people are not complimented, whether it right. be 1970 or 2021. And so, in my blood family, my aunts, not necessarily my uncles, but a lot of my aunts were very rude and not loving. And in the innocence of my childhood mind, when I would hear things like, Oh, you're pretty ugly. I'm actually thinking that's a good thing. I'm actually thinking that's like half of between being pretty and ugly because what else could it mean? Because my aunts are calling me this. They cannot, you know, my my childhood mind would not allow me to think that I would have mean, evil people that are family to call me these things to my face. Wow. But they did. I mean, Blackie, you know, just uh, all these other names that I'm not going to, you know, but it was not loving and endearing. And in my innocence, because I guess my spirit would not allow me to be that hurt, um, I still love these people. I still respect them. Not knowing the bullying and the and the verbiage that they were using was actually hurtful, meant to be hurtful, meant to be me the pun of the joke. Um, and God helped me when I found out what it really meant. And I was a young woman when I realized, oh, wait, wait these have this stuff on me. I'm They're actually talking about me. They're actually dogging me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wasn't heavy chested. I always had hips and a waist, but the breast came much later. Thank you, God, for my children. You know, but whatever, <laughs> whatever could have been wrong with me, they exploited it. There was nothing yeah. ever wrong with me. You know. Yeah. I am a Christian, and I believe that God makes no mistake in his creation. So there's a lot of diversity in this world for all purpose, so that we can appreciate the beauty in all of us. So let me slow down a little bit, because I'm getting a little fast forward. Um, I was married to my second husband. Once again, that's another podcast on how many I had. But this man... Man was at a family function and he heard one of my aunts doing their normal jabs. Mm-hmm. And at that time, even though I knew it was meant to be hurtful, I had learned how to stay respectful and just take it. Well, he didn't. He he wasn't going to take it, and he stood up for me. And in that moment of him standing up for me, it, it showed me you can say something. You can take these people. You don't have to go through this, family or not. They right. they have a right to protect yourself. 
and, and, and whether he knows it or not, by him doing that for me, helped to give me permission to do that for myself. But by that time, so much damage had been done, I started believing them and, and made their, you know, trickery my truth. And so I started not liking my nose or wanting to bleach my skin. And I never did that, but I thought about it. And, you know, trying to stay skinny or trying to grow. Never told nobody this story. I actually tried to stretch my body so I could be taller. We did it. Right. If God wanted me to be six foot one, I'd have been six foot one. So that was a moment where I had to take a breath and think about, am I going to believe what they're saying or I'm going to believe what I'm feeling? Because I thought I was a good person on the outside and the inside. And that was a turning point for me to actually start loving me. Because I was like, well, this dude can love me. And this girl over here who's my best friend can love me. And everybody else is being nice to me. And these little people over here are the hecklers. You know, I would just trust these other people that are actually genuinely loving on me in my life and pull from them. Right. And as I started pulling the positivity and the righteousness from them about myself, that helped me to believe it. And also at that same time, just growing in my relationship with God, you right. know, because I, I, the way I talk to him is not very dogmatic. <clears throat> um, and, you know, my mother can quote scriptures all day long. I know them. I don't quote them, but I do live by most of them. Mm-hmm. And I believe in all of them. But I speak to God just like I'm speaking to y'all. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I talk to him just as plain in English and, and happy and frustrated. That's how I talk to him. And I, I started talking to him just like that back then. And I was just asking, well, you know, is there something wrong with my nose? And I could feel my spirit say, no. You know, mm-hmm. is there something wrong with my height? Is there something wrong with my hair? Because I was weevilicious at one time. Now I'm all natural, but, you know, I, either way, I'm still beautiful. But there was, a, there was a time that I covered up all the natural and mm-hmm. did other things to try to appease other people. Um. But I, I learned how to, to just stay in tune with me. And God would give that reassurance by sending me true value people in my life to reiterate it. As well as, as I was learning how to love myself and I would share with other people things that I was doing and they would learn how to love themselves. It, it just became a confirmation that I was doing something right that I was doing something that was needed, not just for me, but for all these others as well. Um, so so what I also hear you saying is that, and I always talk about this, so I'm bringing it up, is the importance of building your tribe. And your tribe can include family, but it's other people too who yes. affirm you, encourage you, yes. love on you, and they become like a family to you as yes well actually they they can become closer than a family say that again I mean? yes you know they can be closer than a family yeah sister has a problem with that about me because she's like that ain't your sister i'm like yes she is she may not be from my mother or father but that's my sister <laughs> but some people don't like that you know they hold on to the blood lineage and that's fine you know, right. do what works for you. But for me and my story, that's how we got so close. You know, we began as friends. 
And then it just came, I mean, naturally, you know, mm-hmm. and I call it either being blood related or love related. And to right. be very honest, most of my love relations, I do or bad, whatever they, you know, do most of that. <laughs> That's my backbone. And, and I, I still love my blood relations, but for whatever reason, the value um, as well as the the loyalty and just the utterance of it is is not how it used to be or how it should be. So I'm grateful for that circle of love. Me too. That is around me. I mean, yeah. a tribe is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. my children are now building their own separate tribes as they get older and become adults. And it's a beautiful thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by the diversity that God has created for us to have in this world. If we stick so uh, firmly to what we think we know, we're going to be missing out on what he wants us to know and who right. he wants us to know. And, you know, right. sometimes we just have to, you know, spread those wings and appreciate those people that come into our life to be a confirmation or, or be an edification or, you know, to share, you know, something that you need to hear. You, you mm-hmm. want to hear from over here, but mm-hmm. they're not saying it or doing it. But he's going to bring you what you need and it's going to come from somewhere else. You know, so as long as we stay open to receive that, whatever we need, whether it's self-love, whatever we need, you know, we'll get it. Right. And I forgot to say in the beginning, I could talk a lot. <laughs> well, I was, I, how did you get to the place of modeling? How did you get to evolve to there? Um, okay, so. Did, you, did, it, did it happen on accident? It was an accident. Because you know that I'm a shy person. I, I will talk to you. And the only reason I'm chatting like that is I'm talking to you right now. If I was talking to another interviewer that I didn't know, uh, yeah, that's that's what y'all be hearing, right? Yeah, but um, modeling happened because once again I was assisting someone within my tribe. Um, they were a photographer. They are a photographer, and they were um having some issues with a fashion show, and they needed some models. And at that time, I was writing inspirational pieces for his magazine, and you know just. Being a, a, a friend, inspiration, motivation, mentor to him in his business. And so when he was just, you know, we were just chatting. He was like, oh, yeah, I got this show coming up. These girls are dropping like flies. So me and my big mouth, what do you think you want me to do? Let me know. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, he's like, well, what would you like to know? I'm thinking, you know, set up a breakdown or something like that that's in the background. And mm-hmm. I was like, you want me to do? So I am a mother. I'm a blood mother of boys. I have daughters, and once again, that's another show. But I am like a tomboyish mom, or I was. I'm dainty now. So at that time, um, if I put on heels, it's because it was date night with my husband, and he laid it out and demanded I put it on because he wanted me to look like a woman tonight, <laughs> not no boots and tissues. So mm-hmm. prior to that, it was the church heels type of thing, you know, when I still had hours in my life. <laughs> no front inch heels and stuff. So I, you know, I don't know what my friend down. So I called up some girlfriends of mine, which were all younger, beautiful women. I had, I think I had one, one older woman. Um, but I called on my tribe, honey, and I said, I got this show in two weeks. I don't know how to put on makeup. I don't know how to walk in heels. 
Now, I knew how to pose because by that time I was in love with myself. So, taking a picture and pose for the camera, not a problem. Um, my mom takes a thousand pictures everywhere we go. So, I had no other choice but to know how to do that part. But um, these young ladies pulled together and they had fun teaching me <laughs> how to hold my core and walk and not wallow in the heels. And, you know, I used to be not me. So, it was, it was a boot camp. It was a boot camp. And um, I even sent a video clip to my friend to let him know everything I was doing to help him out. And he just had, he had tears because it was so comical. <laughs> he didn't give up on me. Because I really said the video thing, he was going to say, no, nah, don't worry about it. No, he didn't do that. So mm-hmm. we got there and my sister, my baby sister did my makeup. And it was a very natural look. And she has a talent. Um, and so I was, I was good to makeup because I didn't want to look like not me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was able to curl my locks and put them up in a nice do. And I didn't know what I was going to wear. I didn't know what the show was. I was just here to help a friend. When I figured out it was lingerie, it was when I was there. So I said, well, you know, I don't know if I've been I mean, and that's pretty much how it began. And he knew that part about me. So I guess he didn't think to tell me it was a lingerie shoot or a lingerie, you know, um, show, but it wasn't a big deal. Like, I got back there, I put on my corsets, and I was doing such a good job. Some other designers were like, can you walk for me? Being my first show, I'm loyal. I'm like, come here for my friend. You're not stealing me. So I said, no, not knowing that I was supposed to say yes, that I should say yes. Um, so the other girls, they were like, no, next time she asks you, you know, Say yes. And I asked my friend, he said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. So I learned a whole lot that night. And I did a really good job that night. Um, and pretty much that's that's how it all started, the modeling part. I mean, and it just took off from there. You know, I learned the rope from He had me mentoring the models and learning the ropes. And once I learned some more stuff, I started helping to build his modeling teams. So... But that's that's how that began what about five years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually you have evolved from being a model to actually being a producer of your own show. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes, I have grown up. You know, as I look back in my whole entire life. I'm like, it's been a lot of adventure in these 48 years. So I am really looking forward to the next 48 something years. But I I can only smile, you know. I've met genuine people that whether I talk to them every day or whether I talk to them once a year, that value of friendship is still there. And then I've learned so much about myself where I, <laughs> I say that God loves me. And people are like, why are you saying that? Because God does love me. God, let me tell you what you just did. And I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just so excited because my life is very non-traditional, but it's so fulfilling. Yes. And so now I produce shows, whether it be a fashion show, a fashion party, or actually a, a show of entertainment on the loving side. Um, and I'm having fun with it, you know. Um, I have grown from that timid little girl that used to allow her aunts to defame her name to a grown woman 
who is very comfortable in her skin with clothes on or clothes off. And I don't do it in a tasteful way. No, it, it, yeah, everything I do is classic. <laughs> and, and as I continue on this path, there's some resistance, there's some questions, there's some why, but I have peace about who I am. I have peace about why I'm doing it. Um, and now more than ever, um, just the self-love or the self-awareness, because that's what we really have to start with. People need to take time out to know who they are. We have so many distractions around us, social media, our family, our obligations, our jobs, our organizations. There's so much busyness going on. The last person we normally take care of is us. And I have learned how to lead with love for me first and then take care of the world around me. And that mm-hmm. that's something I had to learn because you know I used to take everybody. <laughs> and if I had anything left for me, okay, great. If I didn't, okay, great. That was my attitude. Right. Um, but that wasn't necessarily proper order, you know. And so now, um, as I look in the mirror, and this is something I do every day. And for you guys, if you do not know how to love yourself, if you do not know how to get to know yourself, I challenge you to stand. Butt bookie, butt naked, in front of a mirror, whatever size mirror you have, and just talk to yourself in the morning. Before right. you brush your teeth, before you wash your face, before you get in that shower, that tub, just stand there in all of your morning glory and say, Good morning, honey. How you doing? I mean, that's how I say it. Just show your own personality. And you compliment yourself. Even if it's just one thing. You have a beautiful nose. If that's all you can get out that day, that's good enough. Now, my process takes about 15, 20 minutes. I'm a little, little much. Um, but I'm doing that part of my day. Yeah, I, I'm talking myself here to tell, honey. I, you girl, your nose is fine. Your cheeks is popping. Your mouth. I, yeah, I do a whole lot. But I know what I'm saying to myself. I'm not just gassing myself up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I was at a poetry slam. And this young lady came over. She was like, you just have so much confidence because I didn't have a lot of clothes. And I was showing her a lot of skin. I'm big girl. I don't know why people think big girls can't be sexy, but I know I'm sexy. So anyway, she came over to me and she was like, I don't know how you do it. And I told her the same thing I just told y'all. Just in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I said, whether it's for 30 seconds or 30 minutes, look in the mirror every day and smile at yourself and compliment yourself. And then go about your day. And the more you do it, the more you're going to have to say that it's not the time for you to be like, girl, you messed up. Yes, I said, nope, that's not, that's not what we're doing. In the morning, you smile and you compliment yourself. And also think about it this way. Whether you're in a very loving relationship or a loving environment or not, but just think about how would you want somebody to treat you? What words of endearment would you want to hear somebody say about you? Whether it be about your body, whether it be about your accomplishments, whether it be about anything. So say those words to yourself. Mm-hmm. Preach to yourself. Feed right. yourself. Right. And I promise you, eventually, somebody that you know or don't know is going to start saying that kind of stuff to you because you're going to be radiating it. And that's the number one thing I started doing for myself is looking at who I look like and speaking life back to me. And that mm-hmm. helped create who I am now. But it didn't start with me doing that. It started with other people that I trusted doing that and I started mimicking them. Because like I said, right. I, I do have an awesome tribe. And I had people outside of those 
other folks that would, you know, be louder and help to deafen that negative noise um, and be louder in my ears and tell me, oh, you're gorgeous. You're, you're a great person. You're smart. You're, I'm like, really? No, I'm not funny. I know that. I'm corny. It's okay. But I have other excellences and other superstarness, and I'm okay with that. You know, so speak your truth, but speak love to yourself. And that's so important. It is. It is. So we are going to be winding down our show at this point. And so I just want to thank you for joining us. And so audience, there's so many takeaways from Della's story. Tarsha's oh. <laughs> story. If you don't know, you probably know why I call who I call what I call her. You have to understand, just like um, you know how you you have a family name and then you have your name. Yeah. Well, I call her by her family name. Exactly, exactly. I had someone come up to me and my sister. We were eating at IHOP, and this was this was like a year into modeling, and we were just eating, and this dude came up. He says, "Are you partial now?" My circle of love don't call me that. The people that call me that don't be write a check when they're about to call me that. I'm about to get paid for something. So when he came to the table, he said, are you partial? I'm the third. I said, no, because I don't know who. Then I had to think about it. I said, yes. Why? He said, oh, my God. Why? Then he pulls up his phone, and he points to my picture from social media. He says, that's you. I said, yeah, that's me. He said, oh, my I went crazy like he was being Beyonce or something. You know, I was like, what's wrong with this? And I was just like, that's a fan. That's what a fan feels like. <laughs> <laughs> me out because I never had what I mean, you go to the club and you used to guys come and say, hey, what's up? That, no, this was totally different. And he was just so honored to see me in public. I was, I was out of town. I lived in South Carolina. I was in another state when this happened. And just eating breakfast with my sister. And so he, he wanted a picture. We took a little picture. He paid for our meal. I said, oh. <laughs> I like that. And then he went about his way. You know? So normally if a person doesn't know, know, know me, Parsha is what they're going to know at this point in life. Um, for those that know me, that are in that circle, Della. But your podcast, your, your crew, your tribe, they can call me Della since we got personal today. That's all right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But I want to thank you for coming on. There is so much that um, Parsha and I will be bringing to you in separate podcasts, just because we have so many different and similar stories. So we really wanted to focus on um, you hearing uh, her story and learning to love you, learning to love all of you, every crevice of you, every bump of you, every curve of you, you know, all of, all of who you are, you know, because yes, you're going through your healing journey and there's going to be transformation and change, but it's so important to enjoy the journey along along the way, because there's stuff to learn in that too. Exactly. So audience i thank you for joining us today at elisha space i thank you for hearing um parsha's story 
And I thank you for joining, uh, for, for being a part and, and allowing us to pour this into you so that you can continue to be transformed and move forward in your healing journey. Be well, and we'll talk to you on our next show. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elisha's Space, where we discuss issues of mental health and faith. Like our shows? Subscribe so you can be in the know of upcoming episodes. Now go, move forward in your healing journey.